No one will ever ask you to complete your top priorities. You know what they will ask you to complete? Theirs. So after all this quarantine mess is over, what are you not going to do anymore? Welcome to the Graceful Hustle Podcast, where people of faith learn how to amplify their professional impact. I'm your host, Monique Carkham Edwards, a New Orleans girl who loves seafood, a wannabe fashion stylist, wife and mother. I'm also an executive strategist, attorney and pastor, and I'm here to help you get to the C-suite with your soul right. So states are going to gradually be reopening. And some people think it's entirely too early to open back up due to health concerns. Others believe it's necessary for people's mental and financial health that the states begin to open back up. But regardless of where you land on this question of reopening society and the economy, one thing is inevitable. And that is that all of us non-essential workers who've been quarantined and on a very different rhythm of life than we were eight weeks ago, all of us will eventually go back to a busier, more hectic, more physically demanding, more draining schedule. And before you know it, we will be running and gunning with an endless list of functions to attend, meetings to participate in, entertainment events to enjoy, and errands to run. And so before all that happens, I've been giving a lot of thought to what I am not going back to because I've realized something about myself during this quarantine. And that is I am way more introverted than I thought I was. <laughs> as long as I have my family, my snacks and my books, I could stay in this house until Jesus comes. I do not miss all of the running and going and doing. And so while everybody else is talking about getting back to normal, I'm over here laying in the cut trying to figure out how I cannot go back to normal. So I'm deciding right now what I am not going back to. And I realize that my life is a lot like the storage room in my basement. Every couple years, I got to clean it out. And I have to evaluate what's in it. And I have to decide what stays and what goes. And... When I did this last in 2017, meaning cleaning out my basement and then cleaning out my life, it led to a whole career change for me. And so while I don't anticipate doing anything nearly that drastic this time around in 2020 as a result of coronavirus, I am pulling out a tool that I developed back then in 2017 to help me edit my life. Because if this time in history has taught us nothing else, we've learned that life can change on a dime. So the last thing we need to be doing is getting caught up with stuff that doesn't maximize and make the highest and best use of our time, our energy, and our gifts. You can miss me with any of that. So if you're like most of the busy professionals that I know, though, somebody is always after your time and your talent. And I'm going to step even outside of the work context. I'm going to talk about all the demands on you outside of work. Would you be interested in, we need somebody to, you know, they can't do fill in the blank. So um, we're wondering if maybe you could. And, you know, if any of that sounds familiar to you, you are going to have to really think hard 
about what you allow yourself to get pulled into coming out of this. Many of us are experiencing way more time with family and friends. We are experiencing way more quality of life or a greater quality of life in terms of our sleep, our rest, our health, our eating. Some of us are getting time that we haven't spent even virtually. We're getting time that we haven't spent with friends concentrated and focused and not distracted more than we've gotten in years. And so this is a precious thing because time obviously is our most precious resource because it's simply the one thing we can't get more of. But most of us don't need more time. We need to be better stewards of the time that we have. Now, if you've listened to, I think it was episode number 34 of the, this podcast, why work-life balance is a lie. You already know how I feel about the concept of stewardship and stewarding our time. But while I believe a hundred percent in calendar management and energy management, none of that helps if you are busy with the wrong stuff. So being overcommitted to the wrong stuff won't just leave you overwhelmed. It leaves you living somebody else's life, not your life. And so saying yes, when you should say no, is only going to make you miserable and salty, not a good look. So what this quarantine has done for uh, many of us is it's eliminated a lot of stuff from our plates. And so it's a great opportunity to thoughtfully and intentionally determine, hmm, what am I going to let back on my plate once this is over? And so if you want to be able to say no and feel good about it, there are six simple questions, and this is the tool that I developed in 2017 that I use for myself and some of my clients to help them figure out what should I be doing right now? What should I say no to? So the first question, six simple questions. Here's the first one. Number one, does it fit within my life purpose? Does what I'm being asked to do fit within my life purpose? Does the neighborhood committee, does the sorority project? Does the church ministry, does the industry professional association, whatever I'm being asked to in whatever context, does it fit within my life purpose? Now your life purpose is the reason why you are on this planet. It's the gift that you are meant to bring to the world is why God created you. A life purpose statement can be an extremely powerful tool because it can give you a path for success and give you permission to say no to things that are distractions from your divine assignment because it defines who you are and what you do. And because it does that, your life purpose statement serves as what I call your true north should you start to stray from the path of what you're supposed to be primarily occupied with. So before you accept commitment number 102, before you jump back into running to XYZ meeting every week or participating in ABC event every month, just slowly tell your multi-talented self, just because I can do it doesn't mean I should do it and take a breath and figure out Is what I'm doing supporting? Does it fit within? Is it tied to my life purpose? 
I'm a big believer in the verse Ephesians 2.10, that God planned for us to do good things and to live a life as he's always wanted us to live. And he planned those things long ago. Even before we were created, he had us in mind and he planned the good things that he wanted us to be doing. And so we've got to ask, does this fit within that divine life purpose, the set of good things that God wanted me to be involved in? So that's the first question. Does this thing, whatever this commitment, activity, opportunity is, does it fit within my life purpose? The second question is similar, but slightly different. And it is this, does this opportunity, event, this activity, this association, does it honor my values? Now your values are not about what you do. Your values are about who you are. So while your life purpose statement will certainly be reflective of many of your values, what is a great exercise to do here is a values clarification. It's a deeper dive into what's truly meaningful to you and why. Because when your values are clearly defined, and you're committed to living in alignment with them, both macro decisions, big decisions, and little decisions become so much easier to make. Because when you're asked to do something that doesn't align with your values, no matter how good of a thing it may be, you can simply say, thanks, but I'll pass. I'm I'm not doing that right now in this stage of my life. So you have to really pay attention to What are your values? And does this thing align with and honor my values? I'll give you a very simple example. There may be something that's a nice, a great, a good opportunity. But if your value is I need to spend more intentional and higher quality time with my children, if that thing is going to take away from you doing that, It does not align with that value. And so that's a red flag. So that's question number two. Does it honor my values? Question number three, is this thing, is it essential to my household's vision or strategic plan? In other words, there are, there's your life purpose statement, what you want for your life. But then if you have a family, whatever your household structure is, You need to make sure that this thing aligns with that vision and that plan for your household. So your life vision is the expression of your life purpose statement and your values. Your vision for your life conveys how you see that purpose and those values being lived out. But having a vision for your life isn't enough because you can have a vision, but you also need to have a plan for achieving that vision. So as they say, you know, vision without a plan is just hallucination. So no mind altering substances are going to be allowed up in here. You need a strategic plan, a step-by-step guide for how the vision for your family, whatever that structure looks like will be realized. Unless you want your vision to turn into a mirage, you need a plan with some clear goals, some clear milestones, some clear deliverables and some timetables. If someone or something wants your time, you need to run that opportunity, run that ask through the filter of your vision and your strategic plan. With so many things vying for your time and your talents, you owe it to yourself to make sure that this is an all-around legit opportunity for you. And if it doesn't match up with that life vision and that strategic plan, it's a counterfeit. You need to bounce that thing like a $3 bill. 
The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, that where there is no vision, the people perish. That word perish in the Hebrew is used to describe where a woman's hair, very long hair, was let to flow out of its covering, out of its hairband. And unconstrained, the wind would just blow her hair directionless in all different directions. And that's exactly how some of us felt before this quarantine period, blown and spread in a whole bunch of different directions. And this is a chance to pull it together and reset some direction. This is a chance to hit the reset button. You can decide with the members of your household what the priority should be moving forward and what the vision is for the household and what's the plan that's going to help us achieve that. So let's check in. If you've answered no to any of those three questions, one through three, you need to lovingly but gently break it to the person that, listen, you got to go find another fool. I'm sorry, another person. I won't be continuing doing this anymore. And listen, you do need to disengage responsibly. I'm not saying leave people high and dry, but if you've assessed this and you realize that, wow, I had like four things on my plate that were just really pulling at me and they really didn't line up with these questions one through three, then you need to find a way to responsibly disengage responsibly. But now if you've answered yes to at least two of the questions, one through three, this thing, this opportunity, this event, this activity, this association might be something you want to keep in your life, but, but not so fast. There are some additional things to consider before you continue to say yes to this thing and you continue that commitment. You have to further discern whether this opportunity is a keeper by answering three more critical questions. So let's move to question number four. Do I want to do this? Question number four. I realize that's a tricky one because some of us have said yes to so many things and we have a real spirit of obligation and duty and a sense of loyalty. And we have never even stopped to consider, do I even want to do this anymore? But when we get our life purpose and vision and plans all in line, it really helps us assess, why am I doing this? And if it doesn't line up with those things, often it is we made a hasty commitment. It's often we knew it didn't line up, but we felt badly and we didn't know how to say no at the time. Or we got guilted or we allowed ourselves to be guilted into doing it. And so you got to sit down and think, do I even want to continue doing this? And if you don't, that's a big red flag. So that's question four. Question five, what would have to be sacrificed in order for me to continue doing this? Let's say you do decide, yeah, I still do want to be involved in this particular thing in this capacity. You got to ask yourself question five, what would have to be sacrificed in order for me to continue doing this? And am I willing to continue making that sacrifice? You know, one of the first rules of life is recognizing that everything has an opportunity cost. Time is a finite resource and taking that extra assignment, taking that extra activity, participating in that extra thing might give you more professional credibility. Hey, if it's work related, maybe it'll eventually give you more money. But if it means less time for relationships, then maybe that's not the move right now. 
And so that's where the values clarification and the mission statement and life purpose statement and, and the strategic plan all come in helpful because it clearly helps you to see if I say yes to this, I now have to say no to some other things. So whether we realize it or not, you have to assess every commitment in light of its opportunity cost. Listen, you will either sacrifice for the life you want or the life you want becomes a sacrifice. So you have to choose prayerfully and carefully. And this is a great time to reassess. It's a fabulous time as we are reemerging and we've all been through some life altering experiences. I don't think any of us will be completely the same after having endured this. This is a great time for you to have some tough conversations and say, listen, I'm not going to be able to continue in this capacity and disengage responsibly. So that's question five. And then finally, question six, if I don't do this, who else can do it? Now, listen, if your answer to either questions four or five, as I said, was a no, then we know it's time to pass. It's time for you to disengage from what you were in. But often when we are presented with something, we have said yes to something and now we realize we need to bust a U-turn out of that. Or when we get asked to do something new, we, especially women, we tend to battle the guilt if we can't fulfill it. And if we are able to muster up the courage to decline, we usually go into what I call fix it mode, trying to rack our brains for who else could possibly do it. So let's get this clear. Whose responsibility is it to find someone else to do what you're doing? Probably not yours. So right there, you should not be, you shouldn't feel overly responsible, but sometimes assessing who else might be positioned to help with this thing can, can do two things. Number one, it can help you get past any residual guilt from saying no or from discontinuing. And it can also help you realize that there are other very capable people out there who can step in when you can't. So, you don't have to be the superhero. You don't have to always save the day. Question six is, listen, if I don't want to do this anymore, can't do this anymore, decide not to do this anymore, is there somebody else that I can connect the organization with? Is there somebody else I can connect the committee with? Is there somebody else that I could connect the client with who could pick this up? Remember, we want to make sure that we are making the highest and best use of our time, talents, treasure, and so these are six simple questions that you can ask to help you decide what you are going to say no to as you take this unique opportunity as we get ready to emerge from this quarantine. Remember, nobody is ever going to ask you to complete your top priorities. They are only going to ask you to do what is helpful to them. They want you working on their stuff. And your job is to make sure that you figure out what it is that you need to be doing and that you say yes to that and say no to everything else that does not align with that. So this has been episode number 36 of the graceful hustle podcast saying no and feeling good about it. I hope this has helped you hope this has blessed your life. You can use this in to manage your time, to manage your personal life. You can also, to some degree, manage use some of this to manage some of those non-promotable tasks at work. But hopefully this is helping you. You all take good care of yourself and those connected to you. And I'll see you at the top.